Good morning, flamethrowers. Okay, well, that was totally out of tune. And my next guest is actually going to help me with that. Um, In addition to being one of my absolutely favorite people in the world and the shining star and a goddess of hockey, a guardian of the game, we have today to discuss the glorious finale of the Canada versus United States women's Olympic hockey game last night. A Southern California native, R. Renee Hess, works in community engagement for La Sierra University and is an adjunct professor of sports journalism with the University of Memphis and in 2019 launched the Black Girl Hockey Club, a nonprofit organization that focuses on equity and inclusion for Black women in ice hockey. In October 2020, Renee's work was profiled in the New York Times and in June 2021, she was named one of the three finalists for the NHL's Willie O'Ree Community Hero Award for individuals who have positively impacted the community, culture, or society through the sport of hockey. Renee received her bachelor's and master's degree in writing and literature at La Sierra University and has published nonfiction works in poetry and outlets such as Black Nerd Problems, Spectrum Magazine, and Race Bader. Her combined passion for reading, writing, research, and hockey has led Renee to archive stories from Black folks about race, community, and sports that examine multiple aspects of hockey culture through the lenses of intersectional feminism and social justice. Renee is a fan of being a fan and loves traveling to hockey games, listening to music that makes her cry, hanging out in the sunshine with her dogs, and her most memorable moment as a writer includes interviewing Michelle Nichols, Lieutenant Uhura Star Trek, the original series at WonderCom, and then telling her mother about it. Um, I love this bio, but I'm also going to add that she is an incredible singer. She is a scholar of sorts of Stan Rogers. I absolutely love her. Her aura is like the ocean and the sea. I could wax poetic all day. I will say, though, that not mentioned in this bio is that Renee has previously been a guest on Burn It All Down in 2018. So, Renee Hess. Good morning, flamethrowers. There, I did it. And you know, it's fun fact is the very first time I was on uh, Burn It All Down, you asked me about a secret talent. And I said singing in the shower. And you have never let me forget that, honestly. Yeah, because like, I don't clearly I don't sing. Uh, I listen to you sing and I think I, I clap along, you know, whatever. But I, I didn't know. And you're very humble. That's another thing. You're humble. But which is not something I'm going to be in this conversation. So <laughs> you can see her rolling her eyes right now. My friend, I love you. And also, you're the biggest Pittsburgh Penguin fan I've ever known. Like, ever. And which I think is really funny. Uh, because you love Gino, you love Kroz. And, and tell me Gino's name again, because I didn't actually. Yevgeny Vladimirovich Malkin. Yes, I did study Russian for about a year, just so that I could speak to him in his native tongue when we met. It hasn't happened yet. And my Russian is now rusty. And so like, yeah, I will see how well that goes. Are you laughing at me? You know my commitment. I'm a fan of I being know. a fan. It's right there in the bio. You're dedicated. I'm so lucky that all the players I love speak French, so I'm good. Um, <laughs> um, so 
So let's, you and I have been doing the gruesome twosome is what we've named ourselves. And we have been doing some stuff on CBC uh, all through these Olympic games, uh, particularly about hockey and women's hockey. And and we're just going to bring that right over here and continue this with our shenanigans. So we were, there's a little bit of chirping going back and forth. This is a part where I'm humble and I'm like, well, you know, it was an honor just to face the United States, but let's cut it down. Let's like break it down, really. Um, first things, I'm going to just hit you all up with my opinion. I think the loss of Brianna Decker and was immense. And we felt that. I also, last night, based on some stuff I learned this morning, I did know that Cavallani was actually tore her MCL in January. I did not know that, and she was playing. So I'm wondering about these coaching decisions. So we can just jump right in, and we can start at the beginning, or we can start about last night's game, which was 3-2 for Canada. No OT, thank God. I think we all prayed for that. So what are your thoughts? You know what? You hit the nail on the head when you said the coaching decisions. I think that the coaching decisions have been questionable, the entire tournament. Um, from what I understand, they didn't even get their coaches till just a couple weeks before um, the actual games. And it shows uh, the cohesiveness of Team Canada, um, the way that they, you know, are gelled and work together and know each other and n- know each other's weaknesses and strengths is incre- was incredibly apparent the entire tournament. Um, with Team USA, it seemed there were a bunch of questionable coaching decisions. Um, the one that stood out to me in last night's gold medal game was the fact that they only played uh, four defensive players and left a couple on the bench, not just for the game last night, but for the entire tournament. And it just seemed like a bad decision. Um, You mentioned uh, Cavallini and the fact that uh, she had tore her ACL in January. Um, And I mentioned last night when we were on IG Live that it looked like she was surprised and not able maybe to move as quickly, um, you know, down in that butterfly position when when she was uh, protecting the net. And it was pretty apparent that, um, you know, as much as she played well throughout the tournament, that perhaps they had picked the wrong goalie last night. You know, um, Rooney was standing on the sidelines. So was Nicole Hensley. Is that her last name? Hensley. Just standing on the sidelines, watching it all go down. And I mentioned on the extra hour that it was going to be down to the goalies. And uh, Anne Renee was a wall. You know, she was a wall. And she was amazing the entire tournament. But not just that. The entire team was doing their their jobs, you know, they, they were, um, just, you know, mind melded (laughs) together as much as a hockey team could be. And sometimes you see with those playoff games or those championship games, um, just that last one, one of the teams kind of crumble. Uh, and I think of, you mentioned the Penguins and I think of the times where they actually won the Stanley Cup and in the last couple, the last couple of times, you know, and watching those games and seeing their uh, opponent just kind of crumble in that very last game. And it was, I got the same vibe, unfortunately, um, even, you know, that frustration that we talked about last night uh, was very evident from the captain down 
And when, you know, you see the captain going into the box for stupid penalties, um, it's got to affect the entire team and and their confidence. That's that's something that I texted you because uh, Renee and I literally text across every conceivable uh, platform and we're finding more ways to communicate with each other. So over WhatsApp, I, I think it was after our IG live, we did an IG live last night after the first intermission. There's what we see that psychological breakdown. And as much as hockey is very physical, it is also very much about mental acuity. And we saw those breakdowns. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I know you love Knight. I love Hillary Knight too. And she's dangerous. And but she can't do it all on her own. She you can't. Know? And can't I, I, I expected more from Kendall Coyne Schofield. I really did. I didn't see her step up in the ways Abby Rock yeah. was out there. Abby wrestling. Rock. Yeah. Yeah. It was just really frustrating. Um, Megan Bozak, you know, it was, it was really frustrating. Um, and I, it felt kind of like when, when we came out in the second that it was Hillary Knight dragging everybody else behind her i mean amanda kessel had a goal yeah amanda kessel um and hill were just working their butts off to to get some i was gonna say parody but (laughs) i don't want to say that i know we're not we're not using that we're not talking about parody (laughs) now just to to get something going um and it just fell flat unfortunately but you know what honestly Canada was the better team the entire tournament they did not lose a game you know they they were on point and they just kept getting better every single game and so did the U.S. but it just wasn't enough it really wasn't and I think one of the things that I really liked was the joy and I mean, I will say this because I've been waiting to talk about Black Joy for a long time in hockey because, like, honestly, Sarah Nurse, that's just just for a second. It's Black History Month. And, you know, we know, especially on this show, we don't do a huge thing about Black History Month because we revel in the excellence of Black folks all year round because they're still Black in August and they're still excellent. So we talk about it all the time. But I do want to talk about it now. I want to talk about... Sarah Nurse being the first black woman to win a gold medal, being the only black woman in this entire tournament, beating Haley Wickenheiser's previously set record um, of 17 points at the Olympics. Sarah Nurse is at 18. Sarah Nurse also has 13 assists in an Olympic tournament. New record. So there's many records. I know a lot of people talking about the technical stuff, but I really want to stressed about why it is important that Sarah Nurse is doing this. And Renee, I want you to tell me, as somebody that is not only a community mobilizer and somebody that brings people together, tell me why it's important for us to see Sarah Nurse. I'm just going to cradle my Sarah Nurse Barbie doll as you talk. I'm going to get mine and cradle it as we talk. You know, honestly, representation matters. And as cliche and over said, that phrase is it's 100% true. Um, There is going to be an entire generation of girls watching and boys watching these games and seeing Sarah Nurse play and think if she can do it, I can do it. Right. Um, She's not just, you know, the first black woman to to win gold um, and to play at this level. She's the only Right. And that that is something that I I think has been lost in the conversation, because when we remind folks that she is literally the only black woman to ever play Olympic hockey and we think of, you know, it's not been that long. It's just been a, you know, a couple decades. But um, Angela James never did it. Blake Bolden never did it. 
Soria Tinker, Michaela Grant Mentis won't ever do it. And so that puts Sarah in an entirely another class of, of athlete. She's done something. And in 2022, it, it gets tiring to say the first black woman to ever, you know, fill in the blank. But it's also important to acknowledge it and to give her her flowers because the the trials and the things that she has been through to get to this point um, are probably more than we could even imagine. Uh, she is an amazing athlete. And we talked about this before, Shireen, that not only that, but she is her own PR agent. She is her own publicist. She has, you know, endorsement deals that she has cultivated because there is no league that is doing that for her. She is on her own and she's she's doing it quite well. Uh, I saw a post on Twitter saying, you know, that they hope that Sarah Nurse gets paid millions of dollars every year for the rest of her life and or as long as she plays hockey. And I agree, she deserves it. Um, this is huge, not just for Team Canada, but specifically for Sarah Nurse and for Black communities who are involved in hockey to see someone like Sarah, who is just a gem on and off the ice. You know, she's a big supporter of Black Girl Hockey Club. I was, you know, all week long, us talking on CBC. Uh, my caveat to USA winning was, you know what, I'm happy to see Sarah Nurse win gold medal. And not just that, but to see her breaking records and getting that acknowledgement. You know, I hope that she is feeling the love right now um, from all over and from black communities and from, you know, from everyone because she deserves it. She's worked incredibly hard to get to this point and she was no slouch in the games. I mean, she was doing the most right with those 18 points beating Wickenheiser's um, previous record twice. Uh, That's huge. Um, and it's just been, it was great to watch her play. I hope to see her again, uh, in four years, but you know, we have to remember that these women are playing in between the Olympics, right? They talked about it a lot on the American broadcast, which I thought was really great. Um, they brought up the PWHPA and the Dream Gap Tours. They're going to be actually playing in DC next month. I mean, can you imagine getting to see Olympic gold medalists play hockey? Let's do it. I, I think we should make a trip of it, Shereen. What do you think? 100%. We'll go hang out with Fatou. Yeah. You know, like, I, one of the things that I think is really important here is, in addition to what you said that really hit me is that she's the only and what that mantle she carries and that weight that comes with it. Because, you know, we have black women in hockey in different places. We have them, like you mentioned them, even the Toronto six, I got a tink Jersey, like, you know, black Rosie is now on the uniform of the metropolitan riveters for the PHF, the premier hockey federation. So we're seeing that we're seeing that influence come in, but also, you know, after two years post George Floyd's murder, the weight, the emotional weight on black athletes has been enormous. And in a time where, you know, we've seen the rise of anti-Asian hate and violence against them in communities. So Sarah Nurse, as, as a non-black person of color, to see her thrive, like I can't wait 
till I see like a Muslim identifying person on one of these teams, on any of these teams. And, you know, it's like Sarah Nurse is saying that like it's 2022. Also, I do want to say that Sarah Nurse has come off an injury. She wasn't actually playing in the rivalry series earlier in the fall because she was coming off of a leg injury. And, you know, I've, I was worried that that would be a problem. It was not a problem. Sis came ready. Black History Month, she came ready. So it's also, you know, for her to recover and to talk about that that you were talking about earlier about the chemistry within the team and the joy. I've watched, I've followed this team for a very long time. I've, I'm old enough to remember their first time in Nagano. I know this team. There is a joy and there is a sincere joy of the way they share. Though, okay, yes, yeah, so maybe that's Sobe's food commercial with who and uh, her and Pooh makes me cry every single time. It does. But also that she is recognizing the greats that come before. And she's, you know, fostering that in others and seeing Pooh and her interact and seeing her on that line that, she, you know, and seeing her, the, the team. There's a lot of joy, particularly in a country. And I do remind, I remind people that's still blue in the face. Canada doesn't have its own domestic women's league. And I say this all the time because I think it's criminal at this point. We're gold medalists in soccer. We're gold medalists in hockey. And we do not have a league in either of those sports and nor in basketball. And Kia Nurse, the Sarah Nurse's cousin, she's a WNBA player, also from Hamilton, Ontario. That family, I mean, can you imagine the pickup games at Thanksgiving? Right. That'd be intense. But all the all these <laughs> things. Like, so we're not so Renee, we're not out of the woods yet with women's hockey. Not at all. I mean, I think one thing that I really appreciated was seeing all over my social media and even, like I said, hearing on the the American broadcast, the reminder that this isn't the only time that you can see these women play. If you want to support this Olympic team, whether it's the Canadians or the U.S. team, you can support the PWHPA. You can support women's hockey in, you know, in those years in between the Olympics. And I think that's something that we need to just continue to reiterate um, till we're blue in the face. And I know it's like preaching to the choir when we're talking to burn it all down audience members or flamethrowers as you call them. But I, I think it's, it's important to keep saying it because I, I loved noticing the rest of the world um, kind of getting that light bulb moment, understanding that, wait a minute, these women are amazing. They're better than the men's team uh, in both countries. And yet they don't have, you know, the, the, the money, the resources and the support in their countries to um, continue on uh, professional playing when they're not at the Olympics. And I saw a lot of folks talking about how the men's game would have been better or different if the NHL players were there. Um, but I think that's beside the point. Like the the women, especially the Canadian women, are legendary, right? And and on both sides, the USA has has some amazing players. I mean, you know how much I love Hillary Knight, Amanda Kessel, Kendall Coyne Sheffield, you know, all of them, they're amazing. And they deserve to have a space to play. They deserve to have that support within their country, not just when they're playing on the ice. And like, don't even get me started talking about USA Hockey and the Olympic Committee and how they treated those women in the last four years, even, I mean, even before the 2018 Olympics uh, and the things that they had, the USA team had to do to even get 
some sort of equitable wage for for playing. Um, This is something that when I, in the times where I have taught, um, my students know this argument because it's, it's ridiculous to me that the women have had to go through so much in order just to get the bare minimum in the United States. And that's not even, you know, and we have a league. We have the what the premier hockey federation. Canada doesn't even have that for their players. And so until we can get that support, that financial um, in infrastructure support in women's hockey, oh God, am I coming circling back around talking about parity? There's not going to be any, right? It's it's it has to be financially supported, not just in the U.S. and in Canada, but all over and the world. During the medal ceremony, I saw that the commentator was saying, and props to Cheryl Pounder for doing a great job at the CBC with her play-by-play. But there was also commentary that Sweden is going to be investing more, like Finland, a bronze medalist. We love to see this. Yeah. We lo- like a lot of these players. It's a small community of you know D1 women's hockey. We're teammates at college. So they know each other. Like there is as much as there's a rivalry. And in my opinion, this is the best rivalry in sports. Like I follow enough sports with rivalries, whether they're derbies and football, like proper football or whatnot. The Canada US women is this it's a history of its own. And I saw the faces at the medal ceremony because those were our faces as my face four years ago. But what's going to come next, you know, with, you know, Carpenter and the, like, Bozak, like you said, and just seeing their faces. I mean, there was some rumor that it may be Hillary Knight's last Olympics, but I don't know. Marie-Philippe Poulin 30. She could have two Olympics left. Like, I don't know who makes up these arbitrary numbers. Right. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I do, I do hate that. And I wrote a column about this for the CBC earlier, just before the games started, just talking about, I do want people to support women's hockey, period. I want it to be, whether it's PHF, whether it's, you know, PWHPA, I want that to happen. Whether it's college, whether it's community, whether it's Black Girl Hockey Club, support scholarship winners, send your money, send your money. Every deep playoff run starts with building an amazing team. Doing the same for your business doesn't take a room full of scouts. You just need Indeed. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Hate waiting? Indeed's US data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Something I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because with virtual interviews, Indeed saves you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent all in one place. Indeed knows that when you're growing your business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in our database matching your job description. Visit indeed.com slash blue wire to start hiring today. Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But also, I do not like this conversation, just to get back to something you were saying, about the NHLers didn't go, so it gave the women the spotlight. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'm going to say this clear. The women got the spotlight 
because the women deserve the fucking spotlight. Full stop. That's it. They're amazing. And, you know, I... I have mixed feelings about the NHLers not going, um, but ultimately in the last four years, eight years, this has been the show, the women's uh, hockey uh, tournaments. And, you know, with or without the NHLers, um, it's it's still the best rivalry in hockey, I I would say. And um, it was really fun last night to not only chat with you on our multiple, you know, platforms, but also to see my entire, you know, Twitter timeline talking about women's hockey and reinforcing this idea that there is an audience for this and folks need to invest. I just, as I was watching the game last night, listening to, you know, the end I watched on NBC because I'm I'm not allowed to watch CBC uh, in my area, but I'm watching on NBC and to hear these NBC announcers calling this game so professionally um, compared to how, you know, we watch P, uh, the Premier Hockey Federation play uh, and the camera angles and the, the announcers. I mean, it was so fresh and, and fun to watch this very high quality feed of hockey. And I just remember wishing that we had that same level of uh, professionalism the rest of the the year, you know, the rest of the time, instead of these like high, horrible, angled, gritty feeds that we get with um, women's hockey right now. And so, you know, it's just... Um, I think right now is a good time for for change and shifting and and new narratives. And, um, you know, Canada being good at hockey is not necessarily a new narrative, but, you know, focusing on um, these record-breaking women like Sarah Nurse and Hillary Knight. I mean, you talked about um, Pooh being, you know, a little bit older and Hillary maybe um, having played in her last Olympics. And I, you know, heard this morning, Hillary Knight, the oldest player on Team USA. And she's like 30. I know. <laughs> she's a baby. She looks like she's 15 still. Like she she looks so young. Don't get me started on Hillary. She looks so amazing in her second intermission interview. It's unfair that she looked that good after playing two periods. Well, of you know, this is no secret that she's like my crush after Julie Chu. It's Hillary Knight. Like, and I try to focus my attention on the Canadian women exclusively, but it's hard. Like you, you keep your Canadian, <laughs> Hillary's mine. I already you know this. All right. We've talked about this already. And like after Gino, it's Hillary, and there's it's I can't help myself. That's just what it is. It is what it is. What it is, and I what it is. I I get it. In fact, Dr. Courtney Cito, our friend, has photos of me meeting Hillary Knight, and she looked a little bit scared of me because I was real excited to say hi to her. I was giving her some burn it all down decals. I gotta find those photos and send them to you. Yes, please send them. But you know, I think that one of the things that I love most about this is the excitement. Everybody is excited. I mean, I know you love Cross. I and I, he's from Nova Scotia, right? So like, but I, but I don't remember feeling this jazzed up about the men's hockey and like Canadian men's hockey has done very, very well. But the excitement and the like, the relevance yeah. to it, and and I do want to say this that every player on the Canadian team is in the PWHPA. And that means something, right? The level there and the level, you know, cause I mean, they're, they're league mates, most of them, yeah. but that 
there is this tenacity and there's this drive and this is focus and there's this joy in hockey that we get to see and they get to share it with us. So I'm, I'm forever grateful. I'm forever grateful for you because I love, I love you being out there being like, go USA with your little Captain America bobblehead. (laughs) I'm like, you're, you're so, you're so cute. Like, that's so great. But I also love that. And I love that competition because what better way and I said this yesterday on the extra hour on CBC. It was what better way to respect your opponent than to try to be your best and beat them? Like what? What's better than that? That's what we want. I mean, the the rivalry is strong. the The words are stronger. Um, one thing that I was I noticed yesterday as I was on the USA Hockey website, I was looking for some names and to looking at the roster, and I see the picture of everyone. Uh, on the Olympic um, team for for USA hockey, women's hockey. And um, it was so pale and bright white. I was blinded. Um, there's no color on that team. And there never has been. And that, I mean, you know, we've, we've got Julie Chu. Yes. You know, we've got Abby Rock. Awesome. Um, but it's very, very pale, and we need a little bit of um, diversity in t- in USA hockey in general. Um, from I mean, you know how I, I I talk from the front office all the way down to the ice. I mean, the ice is important, but that diversity needs to happen within USA hockey. And let it trickle down to the ice because that, I mean, in 2022, it's so discerning to, uh, disconcerting to see that they're, they just, they don't have any coaches or team staff or players um, that are black. And why is that USA hockey? Please enlighten me. Um, and I could give a couple answers um, about, you know, uh, the men's coaching, you know, John V, Mr. Um, Inward, and yet he's still in charge of uh, USA Hockey. I mean, there's a lot of issues there. And, you know, we we're talking about the coaching decisions, the administrative decisions and the coaching decisions and the decisions of the higher ups in USA Hockey has been detrimental to the team on both the men's side and the women's side at this point. And that needs to be acknowledged and it needs to change. And I hope we see that change in the next four years. So that when, you know, uh, Team USA comes out um, in Italy, is that what what I heard? Yeah. (laughs) With with the CBC team? Yeah, Milan. Milan, yes. Never been. You and me, you and me in Milan. You and I just like doing fashion week. We're going to be less fashionable and we're going to be eating well. That's all I know. Eating very well. And we'll we'll fit in some games from time to time as we eat. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course. We'll be dressed to in the like to the nine 100% I mean you know me I like when we do our hits on CBC I'm dressed up bottom it's like pajama pants oh yeah so but like I mean I still think that's a look I mean it's a look (laughs) but I I I mean I love what you're saying and by no means am I you know forgiving or you know I wrote a piece last summer actually on Hockey Canada and based on a you know paper that uh Courtney, Dr. Courtney Sito and her, her academic disruptors, whom we love very much, 
you know, wrote about, whether it was everything from acknowledgement of Indigenous participation in sport and in Canada, and whether it was, it, it was anti-Blackness, it was everything. So, I mean, just because we've got Sarah Nurse doesn't mean that we solve racism. Like, I mean, let's right. be real clear about that. <laughs> so, um, and I think that that's something that we need to look to, and which is why I love what you said. It's from the front office all the way down. And we want to see coaches. We want to see officials. We want to see, like, all across the, all across the gamut. And, I mean, I love that. There's like, I mean, but what I am excited about, and I'm grateful to you for, and I say to you, and you don't love it when I shower with you compliments, it's just because you, I know you don't love this. You've really created a space and re-energized people, and I'm so grateful to you because I probably would have broken up with hockey. Um, I tried, and then the Canadians went to the to the, the finals last year, and I tried real hard, but I, I was it was losing me. And there's a joy in women's hockey that I have not experienced elsewhere in the same way. There's a joy, like there's this, there's this. That's all I can say is there's a joy, and you know you have a you have a huge part to do with that, Renee. You saved me in hockey. You saved us. <laughs> you know, I I totally agree on the joy part. Um, it was really um, fun to watch even my, you know, diehard Team USA American friends cheering for Sarah and her accomplishments and for Pooh and her accomplishments. And um, I think, you know, we've talked about this um, rivalry and how while the teams are playing against each other, the actual members of the team, the women are friends and in some cases, uh, wives and, and, and partners. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I was listening and I, I don't, I don't, they didn't actually mention the, the Canadian team specifically, but, uh, on the American broadcast last night, they showed, the different universities that the American teams had were representing. And there, there was so many of them that played together in college. And the funny thing is on the other side, there are women who played with the Americans in college. I believe that, um, ARD is is a badger. I think. Yep. And I mean, Sarah nurse as well. Exactly. Sarah Fillier from Princeton. There's nowhere. That's exactly the point that there's nowhere for Canadian women to go other than, to the states and they played and and in fact that feeds into another point that they're some of the most educated athletes in the world because there's no sustainable afterwards so they stay in university and this is also a paper i keep dropping courtney's name but dr courtney sito actually wrote a paper with you know a couple of players and 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 other academics and people in the space about this and what the hockey space looks like so i just you know i think that that's so important that there's those relationships are are there? And I mean, we saw that adorable. I sent you that thing yesterday where Pooh and Hilary Knight, who both played on Le Canadien together in the CWHL um, before it folded in 2019, they were shooting an apple pie. Yeah. Maple syrup. Not going to lie. That's a lot of wastage of food. So my brown self was like, <laughs> what is happening here? I was like, that's a maple syrup is expensive. And that apple pie, I would eat. Yeah, that. shoot over so, that pie. Hillary. Shoot over it, you know, but. The, the, that camaraderie, I like you love to see it, but also there's a way that these women have navigated that competition and their friendships. Yeah. That's really something we can look at and aspire to do. Yeah, I said it before, and I, I'll say it again: the NHL could never, like, the boys could never. Uh, who? Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I did not know this. I do also want to thank you. I did not know that Sidney Crosby could crush a watermelon with his thighs. Oh my I didn't God. know all about this. That was private. Oh, sorry. It was on Twitter. Yeah. And the Penguins um, Twitter account 
teased the fandom, I think it was in the summer, um, with a picture of a crushed watermelon on like in their parking lot with the caption that said leg day. And just imagining, oh, I don't even get me started. This is going to get, you know, past the PG mark, <laughs> but those thighs and that watermelon mm, coming together to make a beautiful, beautiful crushed okay. watermelon. Okay. So, uh, you burn it all down after dark. We're not going <laughs> to get into the, get into that. Uh, but again, this information is imperative for hockey people. I you know, know what? I come with the facts. I told you that, yeah, in real life, my friends call me clutch and it's not because like I come well, I, I, the reason is because I come through with the random facts of knowledge uh, in the most unreasonable times. Kind of like Marie-Philippe Poulin, but not exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you're, you're just like her. You know, the just only, like woman, only woman or man to score four times in gold medal games. Only hockey player to ever do this in history. Game-winning goals in all of Game-winning them. Game-winning goals in four yeah. Olympic games. Amazing. It's like incredible. So, um I love you. I love you. And thank you. And I love this. Um, and trust that we love you. Um, and trust that, by the way, I'm just going to add this as I think it's secretly Canadian. <laughs> I'm taking the liberty here. Um, also, I do appreciate my Burn It All Down sisters who uh, let me have my space and just kind of humored me and let me go off, you know, everywhere. And I do appreciate that. And Renee, you are an expert. You are, you know, honestly, one of the guardians of this game and love having you in the space i'm so honored you took time because i know you're busy it's busy time and you're in demand and we love you for this so where can our listeners find you and black girl hockey club and do you want them to find you so let's see you know how how private i am but i do have a public twitter you can find me at renee hess um but really i want you to follow um at black girl hockey club check out blackgirlhockeyclub.org um we're a nonprofit organization if you don't know now you know um that supports black women in hockey and really that is where i want to point people in that direction because if they find my secret instagram account all they're going to see is cat pictures and selfies. And, you know, we're saving that for um, my close circle of friends. Um, and, you know, that's that's just for us. But you can find us on social media. Um, check out the website. And um, like Shireen said, support women's hockey and black folks all year round. Thank you so much, Renee, for being with us today. You heard it here. Go Canada, go. Go women's hockey, go. Go black women all the go time. Go Sarah Nurse, go. go Sarah How about Nurse. that? 